G'day, and welcome to another podcast, and I won't inflict you with my Australian accent for much longer than that. You're very welcome. This podcast is again coming from Australia. I am still here because, well, my visa doesn't expire for another couple of weeks, so I can stay a few more days. After my session at the Melbourne Writers Festival, I found myself hanging out in the main festival um, meeting area with a few readers who were present at the session and the bookseller who set up the book sales point for the for the festival. They were nice enough to stand still and not run away when I pulled out my digital recorder and said, hey, let me interview for the podcast. And they were all like, yeah, sure. I have to apologize in advance. The audio quality for this is not the most spectacular, partially because of the recorder and we were standing in the wind a little bit and I clearly need to work on my audio engineering when outside as opposed to in my office with only my... So I apologize for any lack of awesomeness in the audio. It is entirely my fault. The music that you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater and I will have more information at the end of the podcast about who this is and how you can find it and where you can buy it and what you can do with it. Because, well, you know, MP3s, if you buy them, they're mostly DRM free, so you can do a lot of cool things with them. This podcast is sponsored by Jove, publisher of Jane Castle's newest paranormal romance, Deception Cove, available wherever books are sold. And now, on with the podcast. Okay. So would you please tell me who you are and what you do and why you're awesome? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Yeah. My name is Louise. I am, I'm going to just say that I am a bookseller in Australia. No. And I am awesome because I do an amazing, incredible Huck impression. And I save myself from elevators. And you save yourself from elevators. I do. So your romance section is awesome. It is. In your bookstore. Indeed. Who do you think, what, what authors are really good sellers in Australia that you think people should try? There's this lady called Sarah Wendell. You are so kind. <laughs> I know my stuff, I tell you. There are actually so many of them that it's very hard just to pin down. But, you know, there's lots, obviously, if you're going to talk all the way across genres, there's heaps of, you know, people like Robin Carr and um, Help Me, Help Me. Oh, Nalini Singh. Oh, they, we have a massive paranormal section too, which it's is interesting. Really it's split cool. out. Like yeah. in in Australian bookstores, paranormal is separate from yeah. regular romance. Yes, that's right. And uh, that's because, of course, not all paranormal is necessarily cross romance genre. No, so it's not. you know, but it's um, that that's responded to really, really well. So we have certain books that perhaps shall remain nameless um, to to thank for that in terms of assisting that, but. Oh, Anne Gracie and Anna Campbell, actually, who we're very proud to call our own because they're Australian, of course. Um, and is there more awareness of Australian authors among Australian readers? Like, do Australian readers gravitate more towards the Australian authors? I think they're incredibly supportive of Australian right. authors. I mean, that doesn't mean it's to the detriment of anyone else that they really want right. to read. But yes, and, and the other thing, too, is... Our authors are amazing and they're incredibly supportive of bookstores and Australian readers and they'll do anything, you know, awesome. to make them happy. Like, perhaps not anything because if Anne and Anna <laughs> let me say that, I might get in trouble. But So basically what you're saying is the authors will come and cook for the readers and um, do their laundry? That in fact, ha well, I don't know about the laundry, but yes. There has been cooking for fans involved, I hear. Not that I was involved. <coughs> Someone that I'm really, really enjoying, and she's not necessarily straight romance, but certainly has lots of romantic elements, is 
Barbara Samuel, who also reads as Barbara o uh, writes as Barbara O'Neill. And I just find her gift with words so warm and all-encompassing. And I love the stories and I love the, you know, I love the characters' relationships with themselves and the way that they kind of, you know, it, I mean, there are romantic interests too, but it's yep. about it's about them. It's yep. about the interpersonal relationship with themselves and the inner voice. And I just, she's just amazing. You're not alone in that. Many people think that. Tell the nice people at home who you are and what you do, and what you're reading. My name is Camille. I'm a law student, blogger, book lover, and bookseller. I work with the lovely Louise, who just ran has, away. Who just ran her away. Yes, her breast was ringing, so it was so important. Um, what have I... You write for Book Thingo, right? I do, yes. Yeah, you're part of the Thingo crew. Yes. <laughs> That's very cool. It has envious, misspelt. It has a Y. It has a Y. I, did, I actually didn't know that when I signed that up. It was a typo. Well, there you go. There you go. It's a permanent it's typo mine. now. It's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> so what have, you, what have you read that you love and you want to recommend? Or what books are you reading right now? Too many. But Too many? recently I'm going to recommend Sarah Mayberry. She's a, she's a Melbourneian author. Yes. I love her contemporary romance. Uh, it's Essence here. It's super romance in America. Yes. Yeah, but she's, she's brilliant. Her new one's coming out, so I've just read the... Uh, it's, a it's a novella. Her favorite rival. Yes. Oh, your super romances look very yeah. different from ours. Oh, it's Essence here. Essence? Tiffany Rice. Yeah. I'll always recommend her. I do a lot of recommendations. And I, I am awesome because when I'm walking around, someone will say, Camille, and I'll be, yep, this gentleman here wants an erotica book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wrote The Little Shelf Talkers about a lot of the authors like Kate Noble. And Eleni, yeah, they're awesome. Your shelf talkers rule. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to write them because you just want to write. It's awesome. Please buy it. Trust me. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. You, you try. You, I'm you a shelf talker. Just take more for it. So like, come ask me. This is awesome. But so yeah, they, I do work hard on those shelf talkers. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. Thank you for being in the podcast. <laughs> no worries. Uh, my name is Adele Walsh and I'm the program coordinator at the Centre for Youth Literature, which focuses on young adult fiction, but I love romance. Um, what am I reading right now and loving? Um, in terms of historical romance, which is my, my thing, uh, yeah, me too. I love Tessa Dare, Sarah McLean, Sherry Thomas, but I'm starting to read contemporary, which I've never really done before, and I've been reading some Shannon Stacey, which I quite enjoy. I like her very much. Yeah, but in terms of YA, like Jennifer Eccles' earlier stuff, um, like uh, Going Too Far, which we were talking about the other day, yes. which is like very, very hot. Um, and I gave you Graffiti Moon, which is actually yes. a contemporary YA book by uh, Kath Crowley, but has edges of romance, has both perspectives. Last night of senior year Yay! in Melbourne, all in 24 hours, and there's a broken nose. Dude. That's like, you could, that could be like the quote at the top of the book. 24 hours, Melbourne, one broken nose. Actually, there's two broken noses. <laughs> I do have to recommend one Australian author in um, Young Adults, Melina Marchetta. You need to read Jellico Road. You need to read Saving Francesca. You need to read Looking for Alibrandi. Contemporary Australian awesomeness. Why? It's character rich, dialogue snappy. It makes your heart hurt and lift with joy at the same time. Is it an, is it an ugly cry book? Jellico, yes, Jellico, yes. So Jellico's an ugly cry book. Yeah. Jellico also won the Prince Award in the States, which is the biggest YA award you can yes, get. It and it freaking deserved it because it's amazing. Yeah. Just push through the first 100 pages. Some people find that a little hard, but keep going. It's, a, it's worth it. You'll read it again immediately after. Dude, yeah. dude. dude. Thank you.
I'm Jennifer. I am a graphic designer. I Photoshop a lot of man titty for authors. What am I reading? Well, lately I haven't been reading a lot of romance, but um, I have been reading the Sydney Harbour Hospital series. And that's been a bit of a roller coaster because this is an actual hospital that doesn't have a lot of people of colour. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, there is one novel that actually redeems the series, and that's Zoe's Baby by Alison Roberts. She has a Samoan hero. You are Dumbledore. When I explain to people that I'm talking to Dumbledore, I bet a lot of people right now listen. No, a lot of people right now will be on the podcast going, oh, Dumbledore, I know her. She's purple on Twitter. And yeah. Yes. Yes. My pointy finger. Yes. Although if you... If you look at the avatar from far away, it's like, you know, she's going like this, but if you look at it, one of her eyes is half closed and yeah. she looks a little loopy. You know the um, context of that avatar from a video clip from um, Batman Brave and the Bold, and they're pretty much talking about how awesome Batman's dick is compared to every other superhero, and I think you should watch it. Okay, I think I have to go find that now. And yeah, that was Huntress who was talking about Aquaman's penis, which was, you know... A little fish, but not outrageous. Oh, you have to watch the video because you, you need to you need to watch the video. Please link it to me. I'll put it in the podcast so people can be like, I need to see this. Hey, um, I'm Pamela with the phone operator voice. Um, hey, baby. I'm, hi. <laughs> How you doing? Very well. I'm awesome because um, I'm a proud member of the Australian Romance Readers Association. Yes, you have your own readers' association in Australia. It's a lot of fun, and and, and yes, and our job is to recommend house, recommend books to everybody, and and people as many as we can. And you hold reader gatherings and a reader conference. We do twice, um, once every two years. We have our conference and as many reader gatherings as we can, when we can get awesome authors down to Australia and also Australian authors. Um, Wow, there's so many books to recommend. I'm, I'm currently on a Kristen Ashley gone. So that's, she's, yeah, I found her through blogs and things, which are always awesome. In terms of Australian authors, um, I love all our historical authors, Anne Gracie, Anna Campbell, um, Kristen Brooks, is, um, Anna Cohen, they're all, they're all absolutely fabulous. And um, yeah, it's just, I've, and I love all our um, all the Australian Harlequin Mills and Boons authors as well. I can't recommend Sarah Mabry, Cara Marin Lally, Marion Lennox. It's funny, I don't cry very easily in books, but with um, Marion Lennox and Sarah Mabry, I just, I, half her books I'm, I'm crying in, and it's amazing how much emotion she can get into a short, um, such a short book. Um, and I was really surprised to hear that, yeah, medicals are not on shelves in the U.S. No, it's, it's such a pity because there's so many gorgeous... You know who I love in medical? Like, well, I will buy them on the Mills and Boone site in the U.K. is Sarah Morgan's yes, medicals. Sarah Morgan I and Kate Hardy as well. Kate Hardy, yes. yes. Um, and, yeah, so I'm a very big advocate for, to, for the, um, the Mills and Boone's and Harlequin and as well because, and the medicals because they're just all gorgeous and I, I end up crying in half of them as well. Yes, of course. Yes, so it's... Um, yeah, that's my big thing at the moment. You go, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Sonica, and unlike all other people, I am not related to book industry at all. I work as an IT manager, so yeah, no. You're not a publishing person, but you read romance. 
That's why you're awesome. Yes. And because with all the other things, I usually read like three books a time. So which includes fantasy, science fiction, and romance. Nice. Yes. So who are you reading that you really like right now? Ooh, I just finished Julia Quinn's Lady Most Willing. What did you think? Three romances, historical, in one book. Really? So A Lady Most Willing, three stories all in one. Yes, it's the Eloisa J James. Eloisa James and Julia Quinn and Connie Brockway, is it? Yes, I think. Yes. So, set in Scotland. Yeah. Not, I'm usually not a fan of Highland romances, but this was, yeah, you can have it anywhere. Have you read At the Duke's Wedding, which is a self-published novella set? There's four novellas. It's At the Duke's Wedding, and one of them is Catherine Ash, Marinda Neville, um, Maya Rodale, and Caroline Linden. And they're four separate novellas, but they're interconnected around one Duke's Wedding. And so you read one, and you see glimpses of the other characters, so by the end... It, you see all of the characters and how they end up where they are. Also, like uh, Stephanie Lawrence yes. and Lisa Klebes. Um, have you read Kate Noble? My favorite of hers is The Summer of You, but you would probably very much like that. The thing I like about Kate Noble is that she writes small town historical romance. So it's, I have a whole tag for it Regency, Regency, but not in a ballroom. Because <laughs> I'm a little tired of being in a ballroom. Oh, but it's important. The ankles. You need the ankles. Oh, I just love it. I burst out laughing. There goes the ankle. Now they're going to have a sex scene. <laughs> That's my hint. So anytime there's an ankle, it's like a big sign, sex is a coming. Exactly. He's into her now. Because he saw her ankle. Exactly. Bow, wow, wow. I with my partner. Here's my ankle. Does it work? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I'm Marie. Um... Um, actually, Saladini. Um, I'm studying media and children's literature, which is a new course offered at my uni this year. So you're studying media and children's literature and how they intersect and how they interact? Uh, no, they're both like, the two different degree things within the Bachelor of Arts. Oh, that's cool. Mostly because I like literature, but I figured that if I just studied arts, I'd be living in a box on the street um, begging for money, so I went for media. Yeah, good plan. <laughs> This was amazing because I completely forgot everything I'd ever read when you asked me that. Of course. Um, of course, right? But the last thing I read was um, The Trouble with Flirting by Claire. You are currently looking at your Goodreads list. Yes, I really am. Um, the Trouble with Flirting by Claire Lazarnik. Yeah. And the things I liked best about it were actually to do with it's, it's, it's YA. And it wasn't really to do with the romance itself, but I like that um, there's a bit of a love triangle thing going on, and you expect people involved in love triangles. To be bitchy to each other, but they totally weren't. They worked really? it out. Yeah, they worked it out in this like mature adult conversation way. And wow, the guy was acting kind of like a douche, and they realized it was the guy being a douche. They didn't they didn't um, unload on each other the stuff that he was responsible for. I oh, love wow. that. So, how many stars did you end up giving this book? I haven't reached it yet, but I would give it at least four. Nice. Should I not say that? Like, no, uh, go right ahead. It's fine. And um, the other thing I liked was there was a pair of best friends, boy and girl, and they didn't do the they didn't do the cliche thing of making one of them gay because you can't be friends with someone unless your sexualities um, mismatch. I don't love that. I mean, I think you can be friends with someone. I maybe I'm naive, but I have friends who are guys, and I don't think we particularly 
um, uh, want to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, going back on the ankles issue. This reminds me of something. I read a book about the history of imagination and perversions. And way back when ankles were actually in, there used to be people who'd go and um, hide out in cellars below street levels, and the greetings would be at eye level to ankles, and they would. Yes, yes, and it, and it was like, oh, I can see those girls' ankles. This is so hot. This was a thing. Oh that my happened. god, I did not know that was a thing, dude. I so see that in a romance, right? This That's just made your day, didn't it? One thing I like, like my favorite thing in romance type reading is the UST. So sometimes I don't, the best kind of, not, not, what, what usually happens is that that gets resolved kind of quick. Like I like it best in series because then you've, you've known these people for like two books. You're like, and the sexual tension is sustained. And, builds, and then it's just like, this hurts, please. You're hurting me. Just go ahead and get together. And <laughs> I love, I love a good unresolved sexual tension, especially when it's not solved very easily by them having sex. It actually has to be solved by many other things, as well as the sex. Session thing earlier. Yes. And uh, am I supposed? Oh yeah, I am awesome because coming to this session made me realize I now know what book I want to write. It was what you were talking about, um, how people are in dangerous situations and they have sex and they turn invisible and yes. nobody notices. Yes. So now I want to write a book where actually having sex in dangerous situations makes you invisible. So the hero and the heroine have to get it on to hide from the people who are chasing them. And, and it's the most awkward sex scene ever because they're like, I can't get into it. There's a guy with a gun like two feet from us. No, it has to be. We must, we must now right now our lives or we will die we must fuck for our lives or we will die okay i predict and i think there's some agreement here you're going to make a billion drazillion dollars now someone else will write it before me but i don't mind because i want to no she claims that it's hers and that's all for this week's podcast i hope you enjoyed the Slightly audio uneven, but I thought interesting interview with all of the Aussie readers who came to my Melbourne Writers' Festival events. It's always interesting to meet groups of romance readers because regardless of where they're from, you always have at least six or seven hours worth of conversation. Um, despite the audio quality, I think we could have stood there and talked for another few hours, even though it was really cold and it was getting late and they all had to go home and I had to walk back to my hotel. So thank you to everyone who hung out in the cold in Melbourne with me to do the interview. And thank you for listening. Our podcast sponsor, Intermix, would like you to know about Deception Cove by Jane Castle. Don't miss Deception Cove, the brand new Harmony novel from New York Times bestselling author Jane Castle, available wherever books are sold. The music that you're listening to was provided by Sassy Outwater. This is Caravan Palace, and this track is called Cottonheads, and it's from their album Panic in the USA. I'll have more information in the entry about where you can find this song and where you can buy it and how you can put it on replay. Parts of this would make a really good ringtone, too. Future podcasts will feature me back in the States because I fly home in a few days, and I'm going to interview Jane and give her another quiz because it's been too long, and I'm sure she's missed being completely baffled by the stories and summaries I make up, right? I'm sure she sits at home thinking, gosh, I wish Sarah would ask me bizarre questions about romance novels she's made up. Because, you know, doesn't everyone sit around and think like that? Thank you again for listening, wherever you are in the world. We wish you the very best of reading. <laughs>